welcome to another Keel Hog Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a great week. I know I did. I got a lot of time in on the sea. I managed to get myself up to level 35 with the Gold Hoarders, 32 with the Order of Souls, and a measly 25 with a Merchant Alliance, but who's really out there chasing chicken? A lot of things happened this last week, and there's a couple things that I actually forgot to mention for the last episode. So I'm going to be going into a couple of the things that we got as far as tweets, my opinions on that, and then we're going to go ahead and tackle into that inside story with Joe Neat and Mike Chapman later on in the episode. So hang out with me. Let's talk some Sea of Thieves. First up on today's docket, I forgot to mention that the ship player numbers are possibly going to be increased. Now, this is coming to us from Joe Neat, a tweet that he responded to someone else in regards to whether or not we're going to get different ships or different ship sizes or different crew capacities. And basically, he said that a sloop could potentially have up to four people. Now, galleons can only have up to four people. So what I'm wondering is with the ability to lock out player slots to make sure that if people come later on and they want to join up then that is still possible that with the galleon only being able to have four there's not going to be much reason for people to want to take galleons especially if you can have four people on a sloop the sloops are easier to maneuver they only have one cannon but you can have two additional people that could possibly be potential boarding crews on that so i'm not sure how i feel as far as wanting to have four maybe three with a sloop I wouldn't mind if they do three to a sloop and six to a galleon. If they do three and six, I could definitely understand them kind of introducing a mid-sized ship uh, that would allow you to have anywhere between four and five on that. And it would be a little bit bigger. You'd get a couple more cannons, maybe an additional sail. And I think that might be what's coming in the future. So just a couple things there as far as like whether or not um, ship sizes are good. I've talked with some people in my Discord. Uh, feel free to join my Discord to continue the conversation past the podcast. The links are going to be in the show notes as always. If you just want to reach me as well to uh, C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N on Twitter. Hit me up on Xbox. A lot of folks have been hitting me up on Xbox. I can't wait to get a chance to, to sail with them when I get some time uh, over there. It's going to be C-A-P-T a-I-N-L-O-G-U-N. That's all one word spaced together. So uh, the other thing that I wanted to talk about also was on Reddit, there has been quite a discussion in regards to tacking or beating, depending on what you're talking about. But basically what this is, is tacking and beating, is changing the sail angle and sailing in a zigzag to accommodate from the lack of wind coming forward so usually when you are sailing if your sails are front and they're parallel with the ship you're not going to get as much uh wind resistance against that sail you're not going to get enough forward momentum so in the game it it automatically just does it like even if you're heading straight into the wind you're still going to be going into the wind or you're still going to be moving forward in real life this doesn't really work so one of the things that a lot of people have been debating on whether or not zigzagging against the headwind to try and create some push against the sails actually works. I would love to know Rare if they could come out and say, hey, this is sort of working. It's not sort of, it's not the best, but it does actually help. Or maybe even just let us know like 
what the ship speeds are. Because currently we understand that a galleon has three sails. So with the wind, it will catch a sloop. And without the wind, a sloop can typically outrun a galleon. That's not confirmed. A lot of this is just testing. So I would love for Rare to come out and say like, this ship is faster under these circumstances and this ship is faster under these other circumstances. So maybe if they could do that, I I think a lot of I think a lot more people would understand how to better engage with other ships cuz as it is, they're just kind of chasing and it's up to the pirates learning how to play the game to be able to catch or evade other ships out on the ocean. Otherwise, we all just kind of run around circling each other on the ocean, firing cannon shots and shooting each other, trying to land on the other person's ship. Not not the best way to really engage. Let's get some more information out there for people to better engage other ships or disengage other ships. So I hope you had a really good time this last week. I know I did, and I think... I'm not 100% certain, but I feel like I've actually managed to get a good handle on where to be parking my ship during Skeleton Forts. I got to accomplish a couple Skeleton Forts this last weekend alone. One of them I actually fought solo up until the last two waves. One sloop with two guys came over and they started to bug me. I had been fighting this solo sloop for at least two hours alone, and that is rough. I don't know who likes to do that. But I definitely won't be attempting that again anytime soon. I am much happier having at least another person to help kind of draw skeletons over to the beach so that we can utilize the cannon on the ship. But solo, you're going to spend more time on the ferryman than you you are on the actual island. Uh, I mean, unless you're a pirate god, which I'm not saying there aren't pirate gods out there. I've seen some pretty good pirates out there. But if you aren't a pirate god... Let's just put that on the table. If you're not a pirate god, then there's a good chance you're not going to have a lot of fun doing a skeleton fort alone. Plus, you're also going to have that heightened kind of anxiety of whether or not someone else is going to be coming to the fort. Which, for me, eventually happened. I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. But... I was streaming on Saturday afternoon, and I had some good friends come watch me, and they were witnessing the pain of having to fight a skeleton fort. So I get the fort pretty much down, and I don't know this at the time, but a sloop comes up, and they start firing on me. One of the guys jumps off with a keg and starts working his way towards my ship. I see this, I jump in the water, and let the skeleton towers kind of shoot the other ship to try and keep it at bay and I jump in the water and I, I go in typical pistol blunderbuss because that's a good combination you get more ammo and you don't have to worry about staying in range uh, and I try to snipe the guy with my right with my pistol from far away he disengages from his keg and four shots into this guy he's not dead yet and he's swimming around to try and get a good blunderbuss shot on me so with my last pistol shot i detonate the keg that he's abandoned so that that is no longer a threat then as he gets in close i start to use my blunderbuss uh and i eventually actually get him with the blunderbuss versus um versus him with his blunderbuss so then I get back on my ship. I'm trying to use push to talk at this point to let them know in game that I would much rather just have their help at this point. I would much rather they just help me finish off the rest of this fort and split the loot. Thankfully, one of the guys actually has 
voice chat in game set up and he's telling me that he doesn't know about the other guy and i'm like all right fine we'll split the loot if you guys are just willing to help me i'm not i'm not here to backstab anyone i've been at this for two hours i'm just streaming and trying to get this fort done so he talks it over with his buddy and they come to the agreement that they're willing to split the loot. And I'm and I'm generous at this point. At this point, I would much rather go home with something after spending this much time than having to fight these guys longer with fewer supplies than I did earlier to try and make sure that I get something out of this. So I tell him, all right, look, you can have the stronghold skull. I understand it's more. I'm more willing to work towards the, uh, the, the gold hoarders and any of the little other little trinkets that come with it. So I gave them the merchant stuff. I gave them most of the skulls and I took some of the skulls and most, and pretty much all of the gold hoarder stuff and let them have it. But the key here is I feel like there needs to be an item in game that allows me to speak to these people from farther away. Because waiting for them to get up to my ship within firing range just to be an audible distance really hurts. And I think this is coming. I'm hoping it's coming. I'm going to be talking a little bit more about this when I get into the inside story uh, later on. But I feel like the only way to really talk to someone is either through chat commands, which Xbox players won't have that unless you're using the dialogue radial. And even that doesn't really convey your, your intention. It just conveys basic chat relay or you have to use the in-game voice chat and by the time they get up on you they're probably already firing on you these guys were they already had a keg out in the water working towards my ship and were shooting cannons at me so at that point it was pretty much i had to respond if i didn't respond they would have sunk my ship and i would have been lost so i'm hoping that this thing called a speaking trumpet which is essentially a megaphone is coming into the game with the content patch in May, which I'm going to go a little bit more in depth. But to get back to the original point, I feel like the best place that you're going to be able to park your ship is if you look at every single pirate fort or skeleton fort, there are always two towers mounted on the same side. And you can always squeeze a galleon and a sloop in between that area. And the reason why you want to do that is because you can generally take out the, the skeleton towers on the opposing side of the island. There's usually one, maybe two at most, that can actually fire on you. So if you take those two out, when they respawn, there's a better chance that they'll actually be attacking anyone coming from that, that side of the island. Meanwhile, you're going to be parked between two themselves. And being parked between the two is going to allow uh, such a shallow angle for the cannons. They won't be able to fire on you. They'll only fire outward at that point. So raise your sails, keep your anchor up, and at least have one guy as a lookout on the, on the ship so that you can actually have the ship rotate. So by turning the wheel, you can always rotate the ship. This is going to allow you to have a wide angle for your cannons to be able to fire on incoming ships. So it doesn't matter if the ships are able to evade the actual cannon towers that have the skeletons in them that are lobbing precise shots through aimbot functionality to be able to sink ships from far, far away. You'll have your ship. And your ship will be able to rotate and your ship will be able to keep with the broadside of the other ship as it sails around the island trying to find its way to get in. And this is, I was talking with uh, Twisted Shots TV, who's one of my favorite 
pirating partners on the seas. He's a great, great guy, and he's starting to stream a little bit more over on Mixer, and I'll have links to his his uh, his mixer station or mixer channel in the show notes, but uh, he and I tend to have a really good um, communication when it comes to this sort of activity. So I'll typically be on the helm. He'll typically be firing, and then him and I will trade off if we do take shots on going down below deck to repair. And we've had that pro- we've had this problem a couple times where we've had other ships come while we're trying to do a fort it's very annoying and if you get your ship in between those two turrets and you can get your ship mobile to where you can rotate it with the wheel and having the anchor and the sails up so you don't have any forward momentum it's going to be like trying to roll over a gorilla it's not going to be fun you're going to you're really going to tick off the gorilla and and the nice thing is is that they can't get into the island and it's going to be a lot harder for them to get to your ship so definitely i feel like most people have might have worked this out if you haven't hopefully this helps you i really hope that this helps you because if you can get in there and you can get your ship situated perfectly you can stick it out for a very very long time as long as you have supplies and most of the most of the uh forts have at least bananas and cannonballs the big thing that you're going to worry about is going to be planks because it's eventually you're going to run out so Make sure you have a lot of supplies before you go into a fort. Look out for shipwrecks. Shipwrecks are a great resource out on the ocean that don't require you to have to try and port into an island or an outpost to refit. Because most of the time, those are going to be uh, harder to get because the islands are so spaced out. Skeleton, or uh, excuse me, shipwrecks are out in the middle of the ocean. They can typically hold at least five, maybe six rotations of people getting full supplies and getting up in there and you're going to find some loot so use those tools to help kind of take down forts a little bit better and again shout out twisted shots tv and body slam who i always want to call body slam because it's b-o-h-d-i-s-l-a-m i always just think it's body slam but it's Bodie slam he is a new zealander uh he's an american that's in new zealand he works over at weta he's been streaming a lot i love his uh twitter i follow him a lot and he's going to be streaming a lot more sea of thieves as well too so if you want to catch me over on mixer i'm probably going to be playing with either of those two guys uh, otherwise i'm going to be over at my twitch stream tuesdays thursdays and saturdays typically in the evening pacific standard time usually around 6 p.m c-a-p-t underscore l-o-g-u-n and i think i plugged myself enough let's get into the actual news all right fourth up on today's docket or actually third up i believe i didn't really cut much into different things but Let's let's just get into the inside story because that's that's really why you're listening. You want to know what happened with the inside story and how it's going to break down. So we got on Friday, which is a little later than the typical Thursday release. But you know what? I'm going to take it because we got a lot of information and I'm really happy about this information. So we had the inside story number 26 with Joe Neat, the executive producer and Mike Chapman, design director go into a lot of the roadmap for the rest of the year as far as content is concerned for Sea of Thieves. First off, I just want to say, this content is all 100% free. There's no purchasing expansions. They're not going to segregate the or, or kind of break up the group of player base because you didn't buy the expansion. 
nothing like that. It's all free. It's all coming. And it's going to start in May. We found out that they have, or they say they have a view on what they want the game to be. But now that it's actually out and it's actually working and they're working with the community, they're realizing that there is their roadmap needs to be adjusted to accommodate what the players are actually wanting. So what would have come out later in the year, probably June, they're actually moving forward because they realize that players are asking for content and they're listening and they're making sure that this stuff is coming. So they're looking to add new ways to play, new goals, new rewards, new incentives, uh, ways to enrich the world, things that can engage you and surprise you, making sure they find ways to bring players together. And they want to do this so that they can broaden the journey to Pirate Legend and beyond. Because you, you know right now, the only way to actually get reputation is through Skeleton Forts and through doing voyages. And now they're looking at ways to kind of expand that to make it a little more accessible. So you're not running into that same kind of gameplay loop and letting the emergent experience be the only thing that really diversifies whether or not you're getting treasure chests or finding shipwrecks or battling other pirates and stuff. They want to have something else in the game that will actually entice you to go do something outside of the voyages and the skeleton forts to get your reputation. And we found out what that first thing's going to be. And it's called The Hungering Deep. Now, The Hungering Deep sounds ominous, and I can't wait to find out what this actually is because it could be a lot of different things. It could be a megalodon. It could be multiple krakens. It could be mermaids. Who knows? I'm really curious to find out. So when I was watching this video, every time they would introduce something, they would show you on a map what it was, a little dotted line leading towards this map. And when it led to the hungering deep, this may be nothing. They had this little sea monster on the map. And I'm really hoping that we get some big sea monsters in this game because the Kraken's nice. It looks cool tentacle-wise, but it's really kind of an introductory kind of thing. It's not it's not really dangerous anymore. We kind of understand how to fight it. And we know that it's easier to sail out of it after a certain amount of time than have to worry about trying to kill all the tentacles. So I'm hoping that with the hungering deep, we're going to get into a look of possibly what a sea monster slash megalodon could possibly be. And they said that they're going to introduce this new AI threat in May. I think that they're going to be doing, they said they were going to be doing some lead up to it. So I think maybe the first two weeks of May are probably going to be hints or teases that they add into the game to kind of let you know maybe what's going on out there. And I think that that's going to be in the case of NPCs. I think we're going to maybe see some NPCs show up that are going to tell us about some of the things that are going to be out on the ocean that they were kind of scared of. Um, nothing for sure, but we'll kind of find out. So they, they're they careful not to mention what this is because it could be mer people it could be another monster who knows uh the new item they're they're adding a new item and a new way to bring crews together and this is kind of where i think a lot of it comes back to what we need to be able to communicate with other ships they say they want to want to bring crews together 
to almost uncover this new threat. And I think the way that you're only going to be able to communicate with other people is if you have something like a speaking trumpet slash megaphone, somewhere where you can communicate over larger distances outside of cannon range to try and find out if people are willing to go with you, not to backstab necessarily, or maybe to backstab, maybe that's their intention, but to actually uncover this new threat. And I'm hoping that this new threat is something kind of like a Megalodon, where we are getting harpoons or possibly grappling hooks. Imagine having harpoon guns attached to the ship and you can actually fire a harpoon gun and stick it in this giant monster. And now you're trying to use your ship to sail it against the wind, to sail against where the the actual monster is going. So you have to slow it down. So you can jump in the water and then slice it and stab it and shoot it and bite it, whatever you want to do. But imagine trying to use your ship as a way to to reel in this giant monster. And you have to have two galleons with these harpoon guns attached to your ship to try and stick it in there and then reel it back in and slow it down and get it to the point where you can wear it down so it'll stop and you can actually start to kill it. That would be amazing. I would love that. I would love to be able to have something like that where it feels like the movie Jaws where they're shooting barrels into this shark and it keeps dragging the barrels down and it keeps shooting more and more into this thing to try and slow it down and just nothing stops it. And if maybe they'd had another crew using a speaking trumpet, they could have stopped it. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. So after they told us about the hungering deep, they went into their other part of the strategy as far as content release is concerned. And the thing that they're going to be doing between big drops like this are going to be weekly events. And I'm really happy about this because with most other games as a service, for example, I play Heroes of the Storm. With Heroes of the Storm, there's always a weekly brawl. And the weekly brawl gives you rewards. But it's a different type of gameplay outside of the typical gameplay modes whether it be quick match or ranked things like that with weekly modes or weekly events in sea of thieves we really have the potential to give rare an opportunity to try out different things to test things to see how well it works because all in all it's going to be for a week and then they can take it out and then they can tweak it and they can play around with it and they can add different things or take things away and then reintroduce it in another week later on when they're doing more weekly events so what they want to do is they basically want to add new ways to play by adding new mechanics And one of the things that they talked about was having these lush, built-out worlds under the sea. Things that we don't typically actually go for. Things that are there. And we've seen a couple videos out there kind of showing you different details of hidden ruins down below the sea line and shipwrecks and stuff. We really don't have much reason to go down there. And for the most part, most of us don't want to go down there because there's typically going to be sharks shortly after. And nobody really likes sharks because much like snakes, they're big jerks. So by adding hidden treasure events underwater and potentially uncharted isles, they're going to give us a chance to go out and hunt down stuff that we normally wouldn't be able to or wouldn't need to go do 
we would actually have an incentive. And this is kind of what their weekly events are, is giving players a timed reward through events to help us become pirate legends that are going to incentivize us to explore more of Sea of Thieves because this game is beautiful and they put a lot of work into making these different things and not all of them are being utilized right now. In fact, a lot of it's not being utilized right now and I'm looking forward to the point when you can jump off a ship and around an island typically and look down and see different caverns and know that if you go and explore those caverns, you're going to be rewarded because right now it's just kind of cool to look at. So those are some of the things that they're going to be doing. One of the, the main things that they mentioned with the weekly events is they're going to be adding cursed cannonballs. And there's been a lot of speculation online based on what these cursed cannonballs are are going to do some people have suggested that when they hit a ship they are going to spawn a skeleton on the ship and then you'll have to fight the skeleton some people have said that it's going to uh slow down the ship i personally think that if you're hitting a ship with a cursed cannonball that it will damage people trying to repair it or it may just become unrepairable because right now one of the problems with the game is that it is so easy to repair your ship. 15 seconds after you click the little button, your ship is repaired. Then you scoop up a bunch of water and you head back up to the top of the deck and continue your fight. But I think if we're able to get to the point where we can get enough hull hits in with cursed cannonballs that they just can't repair that. And there's no way they're going to be able to deal with with that battle and you're going to be able to sync them more efficiently i think it'll i think it'll speed up uh i think it'll speed up engagements on the sea and give players who are good at shooting the cannons an opportunity to really capitalize by using this new form of ammo and going into engagements you're never going to really know who has what if someone has cursed cannonballs they may it may be a sloop one person that just has a whole bunch of cursed cannonballs that they've saved up and they're going to go galleon hunting looking for guys that have had three raids on their chest for the last seven hours, sink them, kill them, and then take all that loot for themselves. And all they had to go do is pick up a bunch of cursed cannonballs. So that's one of the other things. One of the, 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 the next thing that they wanted to add was skeleton thrones and I think what they're going to be doing is they're going to be adding these to some of the forts that are the higher lifted forts, not the low ones, the ones that are unused for the skeleton raids. And I think they're going to put some up there. I think they're going to put some up on some of the rocks and spires that we have, uh, possibly even some of the taller islands that are out on the ocean. And the goal of that is, is that they want to give something that's interesting, but not necessarily PVP focused. They want to give you something that is PVE focused. So you can get better with kind of using some of the exploration tactics with the cannons and stuff to find ways to get up to these thrones. The thing that I like about this is, is that it's not just something that they're putting in for the sake of putting it in. They're putting it in because they want to actually have rewards for getting up there. So yes, you get up there, you kill potentially a captain, and then you're, you know, Joe Neat jokes about taking a selfie on the top of this skeleton throne up way up high in the sky. Uh, don't, I'm not making that Beatles joke. Uh, and then you get a cool reward for it. So those kind of things that they're adding to the weekly events are going to be ways that they want to try and expand the inventory or the um the different things that are going to be in the game that are going to lead us up into the next content drop mm -hmm. 
Logan, you're saying we're getting the Hungering Deep and weekly events. What do you mean, content drop? Well, we're getting more content drops. Yep, they went ahead and laid out at least six possible content drops for the game throughout the rest of the calendar year. And they specified calendar year over fiscal year because that is a big difference compared to some companies. Some companies' fiscal years start at different times, but they are specifically saying that within this calendar year, we're going to have six large content drops. And the one coming after Hungering Deep during the summer, which I imagine is probably going to be sometime between July and June, or June and July, however you want to say it. Maybe you travel back in time and it is July and June. I don't know. In the summer, we're getting something called the Cursed Sails. And this is another AI threat. And judging based on the little image that they showed on the video and my own intuition, I'm pretty sure we're getting skeleton ships. And I couldn't be more excited about this. Some of the skeletons on the forts right now have a crazy aim AI and they're able to hit things from very far away. I can't wait to take these guys out on the ocean. I would love to see some awesome looking ships out there crewed by the damned that I can shoot down and then steal their loot. So we're getting skeleton thrones, we're getting cursed cannonballs in the weekly updates. I think we're gonna go tick off some skeleton captains up on their thrones. We're gonna find some cursed, cursed cannonballs and we're gonna take down some sailing skeleton ships. And I hope these things are fleets. I hope that we have to fight two to three of these ships. And I hope that we get to partner with other crews too. I hope we're able to take these speaking trumpets that we're pretty sure are coming into the game and call out and be like, hey guys, uh, there's a floating loot box out on the middle of the ocean that doesn't want us to take their loot. Shall we go do it? And they'll be like, hmm, I don't know. I kind of want to kill you guys and steal what you have. Well, I don't have anything. Let's go get something. And they're like, oh, that's not a bad idea. So I hope we're getting some of these skeleton forts uh, mobile. I, I look forward to skeleton ships out on the seas. I hope they look amazing. I really want them to be unique. I want them to be unique the way the ferryman's ship is unique. And if that's possible, I'm going to be really happy about that. So with that July content drop, we're then going to get more costumes, more cosmetics, more rewards. We're even going to get a new ship type. And I really look forward to the idea behind getting another ship size uh, so that we can get potentially four to five people on one ship that is a little more maneuverable than a galleon, but not as armored or uh, artillery or no, what would what would be the uh, the laden with cannons uh, than the sloop? Maybe three cannons and two sails for a four to five person crew, maybe. I don't know, maybe three to five, something somewhere in that area. But I'm looking forward to getting another ship because right now it's either sloops or galleons and we kind of know how to deal with both of those depending on which one you're on. So looking forward to summer. I think summer is going to be a good content drop for the game. After that, we're going to be moving into uh, more weekly events where I imagine they will probably uncover a couple new mechanics and a couple new things. So when that comes in later that summer, they're going to do another content drop out in, um, they're going to do another content drop after a series of weekly events. And that is going to be called the Forsaken Shores. And I'm thinking this is going to be later summer. So probably sometime around August to September time. 
and this is actually going to add a new area to explore that is much more dangerous and a new type of adventure with, you guessed it, a new AI threat. And this is actually going to be more of a themed threat. So I feel like we're actually going to get something that is going to be drastically different than both The Hungering Deep and The Cursed Sails, which I'm really looking forward to. Now, I don't know if this is Twisted Shot's idea as far as uh, being man-eating plants. I kind of hope that it's maybe cannibals on an island. But I, either way, I'm looking forward to finding out what these Forsaken Shores uh, is going to bring. I'm glad that we're getting something different. It says that they said that it was going to be more dangerous. And the question I bring is with Pirate Legends still being obtainable right now, when you go onto an island, you have to deal with skeletons spawning. So it makes it nigh impossible to go solo as a Pirate Legend because you can't dig something up if you have skeletons constantly spawning. So you typically have to have at least a couple people to help fend off skeletons while you're trying to get loot. So with the Forsaken Shores being more dangerous, is this going to be a mobile threat? Something that we have to worry about on the island that is constantly coming. Maybe it's just a, a haze of fog that just kind of rolls across the island and circles around it. And you have to evade it to, to keep from taking poison damage. I don't know at this point. Maybe it's like choking vines that if you stand too long will reach up and start to lock you in place and you can't move and you have to swing your sword to cut the vines to keep yourself from getting pulled in by the jungle itself. Who knows what the Forsaken Shores holds in stake, but that's going to be the main three content drops that we're going to be getting just in the next three to four months and I'm really looking forward to it because as soon as the Forsaken Shores is dropped and that content has kind of been added to the game permanently which let, let's just keep in mind all of this content once again completely free and it will retain or remain in the game after the event so they introduce it they teach you how to get into it, and then it's just a permanent part of the game. You don't have to worry about whether or not you missed out on something because you will always be able to go and do that on top of Skeleton Forts and on top of Voyages. So I'm looking forward to that, but that's not it. We're getting weekly events after Forsaken Shores that will lead up into another content drop, followed by weekly events, and then in winter and fall, they're having two drops two big content drops just like the hungering deep just like the cursed sails just like forsaken shores and then we're going to have weekly events in between them and then in winter we're going to get another content drop and that's just before the end of the year we don't even know what's going to happen once this game hits the beginning of the year leading up to its year anniversary and i really hope they have something good for their one year anniversary because this game really deserves to be celebrated as something that is a brand new games as a service for a company and they put a lot of love into this and it's and it fits it works now with all of this we're still going to be getting technical patches we're still going to be getting bug fixes they're still going to be reiterating on different things and depending on how the community responds, they're actually going to be tweaking things like they have been. So don't feel like just because you're unhappy with, say, the combat system is, or the cannons are, or things like that, don't feel like just because they have given us content 
that is coming in the next few months and throughout the rest of the year that they won't stop working on improving the game as it is. So they're still going to be doing content drops. Hopefully we'll start getting weekly videos to let us know what's going on at the studio. I feel like as we get closer and closer to the Hungering Deep, they're going to start doing some of the stuff that they did for the Golden Bananas quest where we're going to get little teasers, little hints from them throughout the week letting us know like, you know, this is what we're seeing, this is what's happening in the Sea of Thieves and we stay connected with the uh, the studio. So they are Mike, Mike Chapman talked about how he's become really uh really invested in looking at a lot of the stuff that's going on on Reddit. Uh, I know they're on Twitter, they're listening to that. Their community management team has been taking a lot of the content that people are putting out and filtering it to the the head people so that they see exactly what the community wants and what they're unhappy with and what they're happy with, what they can do to improve the game. So I'm happy to hear that. I look forward to seeing what comes up and I'm glad that I'm able to hopefully take my input and your input Put it in one quick little video, or not video, I don't do a video, this is a podcast. Put it into a podcast, and to be able to give it out to them, to be able to listen to, hopefully, to understand where we're coming from. So, if you have feedback, let me know, so that I can put it in my show, so that they can listen to it, hopefully. Hopefully, they're listening to it, I don't know. I'm sure they probably are. But, that way, uh... Joe, if you're listening, thank you. Mike, thank you. I really appreciate it. The whole team at Rare has done a great job. I want more people to have outlets to be able to help improve this game because the game's great. It's it's an awesome base, and I'm really looking forward to all this content. Um, I I really don't know what else is so so what else is coming, but just to kind of sum up, here's kind of my calendar for what I think is going to be coming. May is Hungering Deep. June will be weekly events. July will be Cursed Sales. August will be weekly events. September will be Forsaken Shores. October will be weekly events slash content drop. And then November will be weekly events and then content drop. So not 100% sure. I'm thinking maybe a content drop will be closer to the beginning of December because typically most studios still like to have time off for the holidays so that people can celebrate. Uh, so I imagine with that being the case, they may slow down content and release something right before December so that they have an, an opportunity to kind of tweak it and work it out and stuff. So just kind of my thoughts. Um, let me know what you think. Reach out to me over at Twitter, C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. My gamer tag again is Captain Logan, C-A-P-T-A-I-N-L-O-G-U-N. You can send me an email if you want to send me an email. C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. That works out as well. Guys, I think that's going to do it. This has been probably one of the longer episodes, I think. And uh, we'll see. We'll see how things go. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to sailing with you. I hope you guys have a good weekend. Thank you again for listening. Thank you again for the feedback. Thank you again for the reviews. I read them all. I appreciate them. Thank you for hitting me up on the Xbox app as well as Twitter. Look forward to this. I'm going to have show notes in the uh, descriptions. That's going to give you links to some of my favorite people streaming right now, people that I'm playing with. So go check them out, support them, as well as follow all the likes, bells, fun stuff. Ah, I'm done. You guys have a great week. I'll talk to you next week. Arr.